In a world where polio is rampant and TVs were yet to be installed in hospitals, one woman, Eleanor Abbott, sought to be entertained. With nothing but butcher paper and a pencil, Abbott gave children with polio a chance to take a walk for the first time in a very long time. Today, we are reviewing the backbone of board games, a staple since 1948, possibly your first board game and definitely mine, Candyland. <laughs> Welcome to Dancing with the Bards, a board game and TTRPG review podcast with your hosts, Brooke, Ian, Will, and our special guest, Rishi. So I made you do this, and I'm not sorry about it. This is one of my favorite geek games. This is actually a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad that I got roped into this. <laughs> I, I was roped into it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the cross you have to bear when you run a podcast. No, no. I, I mean, it's only fair. We've done a bunch of stuff I wanted to do. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that from everyone else. <laughs> and it was this or. Die from the Pokemon Jerky game, so I. I mean, we're still it. doing that. Like that's that's oh, coming down the line. Seriously, like, we need at least. The only reason I'm saying we gotta do it soon is because eventually you guys are really not gonna be able to. Yeah, I'm already there. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're not. We're really straddling that line right now. That's why we gotta get it done. The people need to know. The people don't need they to don't. see us in that state. And then how are we going to record after? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take notes. And just relive it later, and then you guys can complain all you want, and I will just be over here showering the game with praise. I'm, well, I'm so happy to relive it now. Why are we doing this to poor Eleanor Abbott? I mean, it was just Women's Month. Can we can we get back to how cool she yeah, was? Yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> so I was telling everyone off, like off our recording, uh, that this game was actually it was printed. Not necessarily on purpose, like it, it just kind of snuck into print for Mattel. Uh, originally, they had a different game that was going to be put forward uh, instead of Candyland, and because of some back end issues, uh, we now have one of the most popular board games, uh, to, or at least most widely accessible ones. Yeah, I'd say probably one of the most well known board games in America. There were 50 million copies sold. Sorry, I did a lot of research for this, it's all stuck in my head now. So should we uh, jump in with number of players? Either that or I'm going to keep going with facts. Yeah, so yeah. Probably. All right. We'll, we'll save some of them for later. Yeah, we'll sprinkle them in. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at, I think, two to four players per, yeah, two to four players per game. Uh, I, I give it a three. I think for a lot of, of this, I'll say off, off the top, uh, this is going to be three in systems for me. It's so straightforward. There's not a lot to comment on for the system. I gave it a two on this one, just because when we, we were playing with the max amount, we were playing with four, and there were definitely times where it bogged a bit because there were four players. Like, either someone forgot they were going, or, like, the board was crowded and you were landing on the same space. Like, when you got to four, it was a little dicey. Fair. We did, we did also insert a house rule in there that, uh, that may have changed things a little. You still, uh, still salty about that house rule, Will? No. <laughs> no, you're not salty about like taking three different times to get last place. It uh, it hurts a little, but I, I think we can all learn and grow from it. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that I I cannot win legally. Keep going back to uh, ice cream commons. Cupcake commons. Oh, sorry, cupcake commons. 
I can't afford the Popsicle Palace. <laughs> popsicle sticks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's way out of budget. Only the one that gets his splinters. Yeah. Um, so for number of players, I gave it a three. I think this is a solid game. Uh, four people. Um, I, I don't think the bog is as egregious as other games, especially seeing as there's very little to keep track of. Um, I feel like as long as the deck is being passed around, it kept kept pace. The second it got put down, we started talking. We forgot about what was going on. And I think at one point, Ian lost track of whose turn it was. Or who that went. happened several times, but yeah. we'll get a, I'll get to that in the play. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'd give it a three. Uh, it was, a little, it, I think, the four-person counts a lot of fun. Um, and if anyone else wants to participate, I feel like it's just as fun to watch when it comes to something like Candyland. So, yeah, that was me. Going on to inclusivity. Yeah. We did something different here, or at least I did quickly. Um, I took an app called Colorblind Pal and just threw it over the game with several different colorblindness variations, just to see if the values were in, in line and. I gave it a three just based on that, because that was the one thing that we all thought was going to be the biggest issue, was not being able to differentiate colors. Because uh, it is a bone easy game. Like, it's very simple. The rules are simple. Um, we were worried about how the colors were against the background. And it's a very busy board, but even with that, you could tell where things were very easily. Yeah, I, 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 there's not a lot to critique here. And so I, I, I will say I'm not the kind of person who normally enjoys this kind of thing. Um, but there's not a lot to critique because there's not a lot of substance there. This is true. There's what are you talking about? There's lore on the box. <laughs> you can read the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure for, for lore and stuff it's very good, but I'm talking about like for actual for gameplay. And, and it's intentional. <laughs> I, I, I realize that. It's it's meant for children of a very young age, which is why it is relatively inclusive for everyone. Well, that's why I looked at it with the, the color blindness. That's the only thing I could think of that would cause any problems would be possibly like an oversight on value. Right. Yeah. They they handled that. Um, They've had a couple of years to to nail this out. A little bit. But it's 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 not like it's an um it's not like it's an uncommon problem. Oh yeah. Uh, it's something we bring up for almost every board game we do at this point. Yeah. Especially it wasn't the one like maybe not last episode but the episode before. Where the uh, there were two colors that were very close together, and it was hard to see the difference. It comes up a little spaceship you want. Oh, the cosmic encounter. Yeah, didn't we have an issue with cosmic encounter? With that? We brought it up the same, the same for the same reason. Oh, we need very similar colors. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm still getting used to all this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, inclusivity. Uh, I thought it was the most straightforward, fun game. Uh, I never played Candyland up until this point. Uh, that's right, this is my first time ever playing it, as weird as it sounds, coming from an adult male of my age. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was easy. As long as you know how to, you know, count and orient yourself in a certain direction, that's all you really need. And, you know, that's kind of cool that a game can just be played so simply and awesomely. Not even just count, it's only counted to two. Can you exactly. count to two? Exactly. And can you match pictures? See, I, 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 uh, this is a little off topic, but I, I, I can see why it would be your first time playing. I'm kind of in the same boat. If it weren't for the fact that they had this at like all the after school clubs my parents sent me to. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. Like, did you go to like preschool or did you have like an after school program or 
I, I I did, but I think I think if we go down that conversation for me, we're gonna start talking about how I didn't have friends back then to play board games with. So that I think that's that that yeah. But you know, <laughs> like when I was at home, my parents didn't do games like this because they couldn't stay engaged. Right. So they would rather try to, to walk me through Monopoly right. than have me play Shoots and Ladders or, or Candy or Candyland with them. Or like they'll they'll give me cards for apples to apples and they'll say, Well, uh, we'll help you play it because they wanted to do that. Yeah. And they were able to stay engaged and I was engaged for the most part. You know, I learned how to read pretty quick. It wasn't I didn't have any issues with that kind of stuff. Uh, I like to think I was a smart cookie as a child, and I've since blissed my brains without alcohol and drugs, so. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Yeah. Right there with you, buddy. Yeah, no, my grandparents played with this, with this with me for like a couple years straight. I was very much a Candyland kid, and I would even use the board to play pretend by myself because I did not have many friends and did not have any siblings. So I would just like sit there with the pieces and come up with little stories the different lands. Yeah, but uh, Connect Four and Man Bites Dog were really the things we, we played together, like these kinds of games. And this and a lot of puzzles. Anybody else remember Don't Break the Ice? Yeah, yes. we had that too. Oh, we had that for the Super Soft. Remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah so for Super for Soft. Maxis. Yeah. Oh my god. I just got rid of that game. What? Uh, context, we do one Super Soft birthday party based on the show Letter Kenny every year for one friend. Yeah, just it, it saves on birthday parties. You only yeah. have one to deal with. You just go out all out on one big one, and then yeah. just do small celebrations for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly a very good system if you're trying to figure out how to navigate parties as an adult. Yeah. All right. So I think moving on to comprehension. Once again, you pull a card, you 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 move that spot. Yeah. I think uh, for a lot of us, Rishi apparently excluded, uh, this is the first board game we learned how to play. Land on a licorice spot, you lose your turn. Yeah, that was the only one that I had forgotten. That's honestly. the most complex thing about this game. Yep, and I forgot it. <laughs> I, I rules Lord Candyland on stream. Yeah. I have friends that would be very proud of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely sending this to that person later. Yeah. Shoot him a text. He's not already at your house, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so can I? Or did we all get? I gave a three for comprehension. Yeah, all, I, I think we all gave three okay. in this section. Um, can I? I just want to talk about availability because this is ridiculous. How easy you can find this if it's not a like minus effect. I did get a very specific copy, so it cost me a whopping seventeen twenty-five. Um, Whoa. Yeah, no, that's on the higher end, honestly. Uh, so I, I wanted a specific um, version that had the Licorice King in a like very handsome portrayal, because uh, I think they did him dirty the first couple times. Uh, he's now very muscular in this edition. This is also the controversial edition where like parents didn't want to buy this one. Either way, it goes. It's like eight dollars at Kohl's. He's got like Robbie Rotten vibes from. Like, he really time. does. Uh, but it's like eight dollars at Kohl's. Super easy to get. You can get it at thrift shops. You can get it at, at tag sales. You can get it after school uh, programs. Like it's it's everywhere. Candyland is the herpes uh, board game. <laughs> it's like glitter. It's it's like glitter is a much more family friendly. Uh, <laughs> family friendly herpes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> glitter is the herpes of the arts and crafts. It really is. 
It's relegated to like one cabinet, and I don't touch it. One kid has herpes, he just brings it everywhere. I mean, glitter. I remember some like Law and Order episode where they're like, we can tell what crime this is based on where the glitter was manufactured because it gets everywhere. It yeah no, and it's very specific. Like it's. And I'm sure Ice T said something funny. So availability, I gave it a three. Yeah, three. Three fine. Yeah, three. Okay. Three. The materials are surprisingly amazing. This may be a new gold standard for materials. I, I'm on it again, once again, you're right. It's a three, as I said before, it's a three across the board for me in system. Uh, I'm not surprised by it though. A lot of games like this uh, have more like a more durable plastic, they have more durable parts because it's meant to be used by kids and they don't know how to take care of things. This right. is true. I was a little surprised at the card quality, because uh, it's just it's it's very standard um, what do you call it, cardstock. But it's not even like nothing's put on top of it, so it's not going to be. That's the only part that's going to destroy itself. But the minis are amazing, and they high five each other. Yeah, I was about to say that's so. Like if you cute. hit certain parts of the map at the same time, they give little high fives. They keep moving. It just made me very happy, considering some of them that we've had. Yeah, so some of the games make us less happy. I think the only like the the only one other one that I've been like, ah, these minis are amazing. Uh, was the one that I keep on calling Stuff Fables. Fables. I keep on wanting to call it Slumber Party, and that is not the name. I mean, you were really happy with the minis and Cosmic Encounters, too. I did. I geeked out over those, too. I, I do like minis. But, like, quality-wise, I was, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right, because that one didn't have flashing on it. Those are the ones with the, the stackable minis. Yeah, the stackable minis, but I was more just fascinated with the fact that you couldn't find the flashing on where the mold came together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone has any gripes about materials on this. It's meant to be the kind of game where it gets food and, and junk on it, and you could just wipe it off. Stepped on once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. actually bit it, but I'm pretty sure it could survive a bite test. Especially from a three-year-old. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that. Those are hard bites. Those are those are the, the real tiny teeth. Very sharp. Little sharp teeth. So uh, moving into gameplay then for setup. Once again, three. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no setup. There is no setup. <laughs> you gotta shuffle some cards. Maybe, but the box will do that itself when it shuffles around. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a, a game of Candyland where the cards are organized. Usually they're dumped all over the place. And Some are facing the, the wrong way. Yeah, half of the game is like organizing the cards. Yeah, well, I mean, this one too, this version was nice. It had a cover on the top of it, which I don't remember being in my copy. That like you put the cards on the bottom and then put the that on top, Ooh. so that if it was to fall, there's a more, it's more likely not to get like everywhere. So it was like a little guard for spills. That's smart. Okay. Um, so you could just stick the cards in there and shuffle them around by just shaking the box. But hmm. So we should put the game going forward. I mean, I'm down. Chaos theory. Chaos theory. That would that would take care of your gripe with the game. You were talking about disliking that once you shuffle the cards, you're you're set in stone. Yeah, I was gonna cover that in, in Rate of Play next too. But... There we go. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. So my my biggest uh, issue with with games like this, and and it's it's not just Candyland. Uh, I I brought up during the stream. Uh, if anyone's ever played the game War with the, the playing cards, once you shuffle the deck. Whatever's going to happen next is pretty much set to happen. 
The only time that ever changes is if someone messes up. Uh, but but it's not like there's there's no you don't have the power to change the outcome on your own, and that for me uh, makes a game a lot less enjoyable. There's nothing I can do to increase my ability to win. It's all just random chance, and I think that that's great for kids, which is why I gave it a two rate of play instead of a three because I am not the general audience. I don't have children who I need to keep quiet for twenty minutes. And I am not a child who needs something to do for 20 minutes. But at the same time, judging this from my perspective, uh, I, I personally don't find that enjoyable. And I don't think I ever did. I, I didn't really enjoy Candyland as a kid either. Uh, for the same reason. That's fair. I don't know. I, I, I like the, uh, the fact that it's like, you know, thrown to fate. I don't know. There's, there's just an appeal about it. Well, I think it's just two different types of people. I mean, I read tarot cards, which is the same idea of just like you're shuffling it, but once you're done, there's no, they're, they're stuck in those same positions of just what you flip over. It just depends on uh, if you like fate having control over you or if you like to be the one controlling it. This can turn into a very deep philosophical conversation. I was about to say, we're talking about candy. Yeah, candy (laughs) (laughs) I told you this game is amazing. I I would like to throw out that the fates have conspired against me. Not once, not twice, but but a lot. (laughs) Yeah, a lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot. Like, you you looked like you were going to win, and you just did not pull a single card that you needed. You you sat at the finish line for half oh, yeah. that game and then were sent all the way back to start. <laughs> Multiple times. Three yeah. times. Three. Yeah. So for price, this is $8. Like, if you just buy a copy, it's $8. If you want to get fancy, there is a $39.95 version, <laughs> which is the vintage setup, uh, and it's in what they call a bookshelf case. So it looks like a book. Oh, that's neat. That's yeah. pretty cool. But it, it does go anywhere from eight to thirty-nine dollars. You can't really beat the price. I mean, if you were to go and buy minis, yeah, I don't <laughs> just like a, a standard random mini from a game shop. It'd be that. I believe. Let's see. Oh, we're getting out a receipt. No, that's a mini. I don't have a price on oh. it, but uh, that that's probably about what this would cost. Yeah, like five to five to eight, depending on the size of the mini. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean the the price for this game. It it's it's. Everybody should own this. I don't care if you don't need it. You should just have it. It's it's like he uh, does not look like he agrees at all. It's like bottled water. It's just always good to have around. I, I think it's something that you should have around if you expect to have kids around. I mean, even if it's just like random. If I had this in things. my house, it would sit there until someone brought a kid over. <laughs> See, so for me, even if you just had the box around, uh, they're great minis. So. If you're playing a TTRPG and you needed some random squad to come through, what better than four brightly colored uh, uh, gingerbread men? Yeah. At high five each other. <laughs> I mean, it's no worse than that time that I brought Uncle along. Remember, I had the gator. I I, I, I remember. It was a little uh, kid's toy that was Uncle along, uh, but it had a music box in the bottom. So when you pulled it back, it made a little bell sound as it hit the other minis and killed them. Oh, that's cool. We used it for some large monster. It was a gator. I remember because it, it was just so ridiculous. It was a, a giant sewer gator. Right, right. <laughs> I think he killed someone. 
It did. That's why we made the noise. The bear. Yeah, it killed the bear. We kind of just put the head back and let it make That's the noise. That's what happens when you go off on your own into a dangerous sewer. In, in a, We're just in like a, a sewer in general. I mean, don't go alone. Have you seen the sewers in New York City? Gators everywhere. Especially <laughs> when you know there's like serial killer in those sewers. Yeah, that was a real choice at the time. That was not me, by the way. No. I was not the one who did that. I was not a bear. Anyway, uh, moving on to extras. I gave this a two for extras. Uh, it doesn't really have any, but I don't really think it necessarily needs them. I, I think there are definitely ways you could improve on this um, within the age-appropriate level, uh, and that is uh, on the board there are, I think, eight different uh, symbols which indicate characters in the game. I think that in the uh, rule section there should be some optional rules to say, well, if you land on this, you get to go an extra square, or you get to uh, move to another space. I, I think that those are age appropriate for kids that are maybe like seven or eight or nine. And that they need a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah, a little so bit more of a challenge. Grow with you rules. So I, that it's not the kind of, because I mean, as I said, even as a kid, I didn't particularly enjoy this. I preferred games that were a little more challenging for me. I can see why this could appeal to people. I'm not trying to be a downer on this. I really am. I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, but I think something like that would definitely improve enjoyment for someone who is looking for something a little more challenging and might be playing with their three-year-old, four-year-old younger brother. Yeah. Speaking of experience here, buddy? Uh, yeah, I had two younger siblings. Two. Um, no, I, I, I gave it a one for the same reason. I feel like this is it's ingrained in a lot of our childhoods. And um, when we were going over this, and you started rules lawyering, I do very clearly remember like the different spots having rules, and like playing with like rules. You land on like the the like fudge area. You're you're stuck just like the licorice or like. There are twenty five different versions. No, I, there's a high possibility that one of them did have yeah. extra rules. I did not check to see if all the rules were the same. I, I, I don't think this is super egregious, but and I did dock some points. There's even one that comes with a game of memory. So you have memory and candy land in one. So you have to remember the color? No, it's stuff. just a, it's two games in one box, but it's candy land themed memory. Okay. It's pretty dope. Extras I gave it zero for extras. I can't see it needing anymore and I don't think it would improve by any and there's nothing they can really do with that so I gave it nothing. They should have I mean that's why I gave it a two. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way but I feel like it's not something that it deserves to be docked points for. It's that's just, fair. Well that's why you have different people. Yeah. Yeah one for extra for me. It just felt like it didn't need it but if you want to be technical I guess it just didn't really have any you know extras. Also, I'd like you to just put this out there because random facts. Uh, Brooke spent too much time on this. Uh, if we were supposed to have an Adam Sandler Candyland movie in 2012 that oh, never happened. What? God. There was a Candyland movie in 2005 that didn't happen, but there was supposed to be an Adam Sandler one. Strong feelings about Adam Sandler? I, I like Adam Sandler a lot, okay? But. He can be very grating and annoying, and knowing the type of movie that they were going to make with that Candyland movie, I just... If he wasn't Licorice King, I would have rioted. <laughs> Adam Sandler is Licorice King? I don't know. I, I have a, Adam Sandler likes his own voice way too much. Yeah, That's fair. Weird. Although, we're all podcasters, except At least. Rishi, so 
Well, we have that issue too. At least when Mel Brooks goes into his own movies, he's like a side role. He's not usually right. the main character, except for in like High Anxiety, I think he was. Right. But yeah. That's a that's a fair take. I just I, stones and glass houses. Hey, I love Little Nicky. I I have my favorite. <laughs> <episode. laughs> we all do. I like the it was a flash. I was a fan of his Hanukkah cartoon. Oh yeah, uh, Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, there was this big bright metal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Eight Crazy Nights with the little one that like always talks about going to Florida? The grandma? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gonna go to Florida. <laughs> so, enjoyment. Oh, I had a blast. Three out of three. I gave it a one. Oh, yeah. It was the people, not the game. Ooh. What did I do? What did I do? No, no, no. I was saying the people made it fun, not oh. the game. Oh, yeah. Mr. Defensive. <laughs> <laughs> the people was what made it. Uh, the game in itself, eh, it's it's a kid's game. I'm not a kid anymore, most of the time. I, I gave it a one for the same reason. Um, I, I always I always have fun with you guys, so I, I, I was laughing along and I'm doing my best to, to participate and have a good time because I can have a good time doing just about anything. I'm not very picky, but this is not something that I particularly enjoy. I give it two. I enjoy playing with these people, good people. Um, Thank you, Will. <laughs> Thanks. I, you just misinterpreted what I said. That's all. Why are you gonna make everything personal? Alright, you know what? No, we're, we're gonna. We're Good gonna people stop except for Ian. That's, that's what I'm getting. This is, <laughs> we're gonna turn this into a therapy podcast. Ian, why are you so defensive right now? I just think you guys don't like me very much. That's quite the opposite. I know. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. You're pretty dope, dude. I know. Yeah, every compliment just. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, laughs> <well. laughs> Meanwhile, that little voice in the back of my head is like, they don't mean it, they're just saying it for the podcast. <laughs> At least they have a snappy voice. Yeah, oh yeah, they do. They're very snarky. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, I would recommend this to just about anyone. Oh yeah. It's like what you said, it's something to have good in the closet for if someone's kids come over, or if your friend is a little too inebriated and needs something to focus on to calm down. That's yeah. easy. Candy that would be so awesome. That's yeah. I have like a special box for when my friends get a little too much, uh, they've gone a little too far in whatever <laughs> we do. Uh, and this is probably going underneath that box, so it'll have like I have fish toys and stuff in it, but Candyland's gonna probably end up in that too. I, I gave it a, a two for recommendation. I feel that there are definitely people who would benefit from owning this game, uh, but not everyone. Uh, it's, it's not really worth the storage space for everyone. Right. That's fair. It is a pretty standard size board, so it does take up some room. Like, I, I have pretty limited space on my shelves for board games. I'm not Larry. I don't have bookcases lining my walls filled with Funko Pops and board games. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> it infests the house. He's, he's a frequent guest on this podcast, I can say that. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> How's he going to want for replay value? Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I gave it a three. I gave it a three as well. I'm glad that. Uh, Rishi gets a pass because it's the first time he's played it. Yeah, it's it's but still very novel. I'm I'm curious what what you're thinking. Well, so as I said, the last time I played this was 
probably 20 years ago thinking about it. He did Great pretty generous. Um, I think I had probably about as much fun playing it this time as I did in grade school, which is, it's, it's not a lot of fun, but it's consistent with how much fun I've had. Okay, and that's I, fair. I think that is a big part of replay value is consistency with it. And even though I lost, I had a lot of fun losing. <laughs> we all have fun with you losing. I'll be <laughs> I had a lot of fun with you losing, dude. That was yeah. No, that was that was hilarious. That's comical. Too perfect. All right, so what do we think? Uh, uh, classic versus new people. I think we all know what our answer is. So innovative? No, it's classic. Classic, classic three. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it defined the genre for kids' games. And this style of game has kind of existed in one way or another for a long time. I was looking back uh, when we were when you had mentioned doing Candyland. I was like, well, what if we do other games about like historical games? So I was looking back to uh, into like uh, Wikipedia and stuff on like the oldest board game we could find, and one of them was the. Royal Game of Ur, Ur, which, Ur, Ur sorry, yes, where it has a similar pattern on a board where you follow around, except you also capture pieces, kind of like checkers. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's. Let me take this because I've i actually <laughs> really interested in this game. I've I've wanted to cover it for a long time. I was thinking time. about getting it and covering it. Yeah. It's it's a it's the oldest game to ever exist. Um, That's oldest game playable game. Play, well, playable, yeah. Uh, and to also be fair, the rules that we have right now. Uh, are adapted from a much more complex version of the game that only had the rules for Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And we had to reverse engineer the normal rules because everyone knew how to play it. So it's like, go fish. <laughs> um, but the whole concept is like you're, you're, you run a trading caravan. Those pieces are your, your like traders moving across the desert. And the idea is to move into certain... certain each square does something different. You, you have that centerpiece and... I'm getting way too into this history of games. Oh, it was very interesting yeah, when I looked at it. The history of board games is like Spotify, so like, go for it. Oh, yeah. It also uses a four-sided dice. Yeah. Not Ooh. six. But, and here's the other cool thing about the four-sided die. It's not actually, like, four square. You roll four of them, and you can get a maximum of a four. Because two sides are, are painted, and two sides aren't. Oh. And you add the painted sides together. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. Yeah, it is. It's all. It's all very cool. Which also means you can get a zero. Too. It does. It does mean you can get a zero, and you can just not move at all. But you also don't have to move one piece. You can move one piece three squares, and then move another piece one square. Or onto the board. Yeah, it, it, we'll cover it at some point. Please. Yeah. This sounds really fun, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad someone else knows about this, so I'm not just like pitching random games. But as all I was saying was that 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 classic style of moving in one direction over a board is one of the oldest concepts in gaming to ever exist. That said, Candyland is also probably the most well-known currently version of that next to maybe Shoots and Ladders. I don't think it's a lot like Shoots and Ladders. I'll be honest. But I mean, Shoots and Ladders is more difficult. Yeah, Shoots and Ladders does require like dice and everything. But I feel like if you strip away all of the sort of complexity of Shoots and Ladders, you get Candyland. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you take everything... Well, you just take down the downshoots. Exactly, it. yeah. Because there are upshoots in Candyland. Yeah, there are ladders. Yeah. They're not upshoots, they're called ladders. Ladders. Upshoots. <laughs> and can, we, can I just talk about this Mandela effect real quick? Who remembers snakes and ladders? 
Yeah, I, I, I just believe that, that it's, you don't need to speak down to a kid. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Talk to a child as if they're a human. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people don't. No, I'm well aware. No. And I think it's harmful, honestly, oh, yeah. to education. <laughs> You're telling me. I see it every day. So, Rishi, before we wrap up, I do want to know, this is the first time you played this. What did you think? What were your thoughts? My thoughts, uh, I, 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 I kind of get it, you know, like why it's been around. It's been such a mainstay. Uh, it, it was super simple to play. Uh, I, I'm kind of a moron when it comes to board games uh, and all that sort of stuff. So I was actually really worried. Like, you know, part of me was like worried, worried, like, you know, is there going to be something that I don't get? Is there going to be anything? But then I really underestimated just how kitty it was going to be. Um, and I was actually relieved. <laughs> <laughs> Took the stress off. Took the stress way off. Um, but, uh, you know, I dug it. And uh, I kind of wish I played it more as a kid. I kind of understand what the appeal is. And, I don't know, it was just fun. It was just a nice way to pass time with some friends. We're, we're, we're glad to have you on. I, I, I did have uh, some notes on this, too. I mean, uh, Score-wise, it does very well, and I feel like it's because it's very basic, and that does uh, very well in our score system. But this might be one of my as a first scores. As your lowest? One, not my lowest, but one of. Oh, I mean, I, I, I get. So, would you want to do scores real quick? Yeah. yeah. I give it thirty-four. Mine was a thirty-three. Which certainly is not my lowest. Oh no, I know my lowest. My lowest was a twenty-seven. Spyfall. Correct. I give it a thirty-seven. Just. Pretty decent. That's, that's, one of the that's a higher ones. one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 40. I, I kind of classified in the same vein as I would classify something like Mario Party, where I don't think there's skill involved, but it's just the chaos of, like, you know, seeing things unfold. Uh, there's just that appeal to it, and especially with what happened with poor Will towards the end, <laughs> where no matter how much we tried, we literally, like, you know, kept on going and going and going and going and going and go anywhere. Much to your chagrin, but it was a very, very fun sort of like stretch of time. So I, I always dig stuff like that, and uh, you know that's why I, I rated it pretty high. I'm glad that my suffering could bring someone momentary entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I had a rough day, man. So like it, it, it lift, lifted my spirits up very, very high. A healthy so, dose of Schadenfreude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do it to myself, man. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming with us on this special historical board game review. It's definitely not our typical pick, but sometimes it's nice to look back on games and start with a gaming spark. Thank you again to Rishi for being here with us. We're currently limiting our use on Twitter for some very personal reasons, but you can find us there at Dancing with the Bards. Uh, we are going to be trying to be more present on other sites, so uh, our Twitch is with Bards. We do have a TikTok at Dancing with the Bards. And we're also going on to Mastodon at dancingwiththebardscreator.gg. Um, crater is spelled C-R-8-R dot G-G. Uh, thank you again for everyone for listening in. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Bye. 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 Farewell. <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> <laughs>